Hello, everyone. This is Chaplain Tricia, and I am glad to be able to bring you worship for this Reformation Sunday in our church year. This is the time when we um, remember uh, Martin Luther and his um, part in starting a movement to bring the church back to um, where it was supposed to be. It had sort of lost sight of God's grace and goodness. And it is also a reminder that each day we are called to be reformed um, and made more and more like our Lord Jesus Christ. We begin today with a hymn that Martin Luther himself wrote, um, that is based on um, the psalm that talks about that um, God indeed is our mighty fortress. Our hymn is on page two in the bulletin. Almighty fortress is our God, a sword and shield victorious. He breaks the cruel oppressor's rod and wins salvation glorious. The old satanic foe has sworn to work us woe with craft and dreadful might. He arms himself to fight. On earth he has no equal. No strength of ours can match his might. We would be lost, rejected. But now a champion comes to fight. Whom God himself elected. You ask who this may be. The Lord of hosts is he. Christ Jesus, mighty Lord. God's only son adored. He holds the field victorious. The hordes of devils fill the land, all threatening to devour us. We tremble, not unmoved we stand. They cannot overpower us. Let this world's tyrant rage. In battle will engage, his might is doomed to fail. God's judgment must prevail. One little word subdues him. God's word forever shall abide. No thanks to foes who fear it. 
for God himself fights by our side with weapons of the Spirit. Were they to take our house, goods on our child or spouse, though life be wrenched away, they cannot win the day. The kingdom's ours forever. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and also with you. You are the treasured people of the Lord, a people holy to the Lord our God. Keep the words of the Lord in your heart. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. The Lord be with you and also with you. We pray together. Almighty God, gracious Lord, we thank you that your Holy Spirit renews the church in every age. Pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep them steadfast in your word. Protect and comfort them in times of trial. Defend them against all enemies of the gospel. And bestow on the church your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading today comes from the prophet Jeremiah, who talks about the, the covenant made with God, and that indeed um, the promise is written on our hearts. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of, Jeru of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we prepare to hear our gospel, please join in singing the gospel acclamation, which is the first verse of I Love to Tell the Story, and you'll find that at the bottom of page four. I love to tell the story of unseen things above. 
of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longings as nothing else would do. I love to tell the story, twill be my theme in glory, to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. The Holy Gospel according to John, the eighth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, Everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, July 2nd, 1505 seemed like any other day. Martin Luther, a 21-year-old law student, was on his way back from the University of Erfurt to his family home. He was enjoying the German countryside on that summer day when a thunderstorm suddenly blew up. The sky darkened, the wind blew. Suddenly, a lightning bolt struck the ground just inches from Martin's feet. Cowering beneath a tree, Martin feared his life was in danger. He cried out to God for help, and in a moment of fear added, If I survive, I will become a monk. Surviving the storm, Martin made good on his promise. He joined the local band of brothers and enjoyed his first year devoting himself to prayer and worship and the studies of working towards becoming a priest. And then came the day that Martin was to lead worship for the first time, to hold the bread and wine of communion in his hands. He was overcome by fear, writing in his journal, Who am I that I should lift up my eyes or raise my hands to the divine majesty? For I am dust and ashes and full of sin. The story goes that Martin fainted at the altar. For Martin, it was like being struck by lightning again. But this time he feared for his soul. He felt so unworthy before God, so in danger of not doing enough to get God's favor. Martin took the discipline of the monastery life to the extreme. He slept on the cold stone floor instead of the bed. He fasted constantly. He flogged or beat himself until he bled. He prayed for hours on end. 
His heart was in constant turmoil. He could find no peace. He could not believe that he was good enough for God. Four years later, Martin Luther had a chance to go to Rome, the center of the church of the day, the city where the likes of Peter and Paul were buried. Luther went hoping that if he could worship at these holy places and see the relics like a piece of the cross where Christ was crucified, it would heal his soul. So Luther went to worship, but the priest seemed to rush through the service. He paid to see the piece of the cross and the bones of St. Peter, but his heart was not changed. Finally, he went through the ancient ritual of crawling up the steps where people would pray on each step for loved one's souls. Luther prayed for the soul of his grandfather, but upon reaching the top of the stairs, wondered, who knows if this does any good? Luther came back to Germany, still searching for peace. He then took a teaching position at the University of Wittenberg. In the fall of 1515, Luther lectured on the book of Romans. And as he prepared his speech, he was reading the third chapter in the original Greek language. A word caught his eye in verses 20 and 24. The word was justified. Luther knew that in Greek there were two meanings for this word. The first meaning was to pass a sentence, like a judge saying the sentence is 20 years to life. But then Luther stopped to consider the second meaning. Justification is the process where a judge suspends a prisoner's sentence and takes an interest in the prisoner being put back in a right relationship with society. Luther read the verse again with this translation of justification. It was the light bulb that shed light on what Luther had been looking for so long. God doesn't put conditions on his grace, his forgiveness. God gives it freely as a gift. People receive this gift through faith, through believing in Christ as their Savior, through believing that God keeps his promises. Luther wrote, I felt myself reborn and to have gone through the open doors into paradise. Gone was the error of God's punishment. Gone was the self-doubt of being forgiven, of receiving eternal life. Luther now knew and felt and embraced the free gift of God's grace. With a new heart, Luther began to look at what was going on in the church of the day. He listened and watched and saw not grace being taught and preached, but the need for good works. Buy this piece of paper and you take years off of having to wait in purgatory, a holding place before heaven. You can help yourself, and you can even help loved ones who have died who are now spending hundreds of years in purgatory. And all the money being collected was going to fund a new church in Rome. Luther had enough. On October 31st, 1517, 
Luther took 95 complaints he had about what was going on in the church of the day and nailed them to the church doors at Wittenberg. It was the way people got news at that time. And as they read, they saw Luther denouncing the sale of those pieces of papers, paper and the call for the church to get back to preaching God's grace. Luther spent the next 29 years working to being true to the word of God so they would know God's grace was for them. Luther worked to translate the Bible into German, wrote teachings for parents to use at home with their children, and witnessed to the love and grace of God that had changed his life. And here we are today. We remember Luther each year, so we do not forget that indeed, we are people who have changed as Luther was, changed by the free gift of God's grace sent to us in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We need not go through the terror of the soul that Luther lived through. We can now each and every day know that God loves us, forgives us, does not pass a sentence of punishment on us, but says, you are forgiven. Try again. Try anew each day to love and share and be kind and spread peace. And on those days when we feel we get caught up in feeling like we have failed and fallen short, remember this story. A man arrived at the pearly gates. St. Peter greeted him and told him, it will take you a thousand points to get into heaven. The man was stunned, but then tried to come up with things that he thought would get him points. Okay, I've got one. Unless I was sick or it snowed a lot, I attended church every Sunday and I sang in the choir most of the time. Fine, said St. Peter, that will give you 50 points. Um, let's see, said the man. I gave generously what I could, not just at church, but but I volunteered my time to be a Boy Scout leader and I gave blood to the Red Cross. Okay, said Peter, that gives you 25 more points. The man started feeling nervous, trying to go back through his life. I know. I taught a Sunday school class for kindergarten. That, that's good work for God's kingdom. It is, said Peter, and it will give you another 25 points. You now have 100 points. The man wrung his hands. There was no way he could come up with enough things to make up 900 more points. He blurted out, at this rate, the only way I'm going to get into heaven is by the grace of God. That's right, Peter said as he smiled. Come on in. Here again the words from Romans 3.24 that changed Luther's life and remind us how it is God's grace changes us. God did it for us. Out of sheer generosity, he put us in right standing with himself. A pure gift. He got us out of the mess we're in and restored us to where he always wanted us to be, 
And he did it through Jesus Christ. Amen. Our hymn of the day talks about the fact that um, we know that indeed the church is built on Jesus Christ, on, on nothing else. It is Christ alone who saves us and gives us grace. And it is um, this that we sing of now in our hymn of the day, the church's one foundation, um, which is on page six, we're going to use um, verses one, three, and five. The church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. She is his new creation by water and the word. From heaven he came and sought her to be his holy bride. With his own blood he bought her, and for her life he died. Though with a scornful wonder this world sees her oppressed, by schisms run asunder, by heresies distressed. Yet saints their watch are keeping, their cry goes up how long? And soon the night of weeping shall be the morn of song. Yet she on earth has union with God the three and one and mystic sweet communion with those whose rest is one. O blessed heavenly chorus, Lord, save us by your grace that we like saints before us may see you face to face. In Christ you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. We believe in him and are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. 
He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Look forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Behold, everything has become new. God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, let us be reconciled to God and to one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. Uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life, to the honor and glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Sisters and brothers, rejoice, mend your ways, encourage one another, agree with one another, live in peace. The peace of the Lord be with you always and also with you. Let us join our hearts together in the prayers of the people on page nine. In gratitude and humility, let us join together in prayer on behalf of all of God's creation. God, our fortress, we pray for the church. Write your law of love on the hearts of your people that we remain steadfast in our witness to your grace. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. God, our liberator, we pray for your earth. Bring new life to overused land and contaminated rivers. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God, our refuge and strength, we pray for the nations. Where they are in an uproar, bring wise leadership and comfort for those in distress. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. O oh God, our very present help in trouble, we pray for those in need. Show mercy to refugees and all fleeing from danger. Shelter any without homes. Calm all who are facing illness, surgery, or a new diagnosis, especially all who we name before you now in our hearts. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. God, our stronghold, we give thanks for those who have gone before us in faith, especially all reformers. Renew and reform us as we strive to continue in your word. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. 
With grateful hearts, we commend our spoken and silent prayers to you, O God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God, who gives life to all things and frees us from despair, bless you with truth and peace. And may the Holy Trinity, one God, guide you always in faith, hope, and love. Amen. And so we know that we are so wondrously blessed with God's grace that forgives us and frees us from sin and promises us eternal life um, and that the Spirit comes and works in us to, to reform us and renew us each day so that indeed we can say our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ. Our last hymn is on the back page of the bulletin. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. No merit of my own I claim, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid Rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood sustain me in the raging flood when all supports are washed away. He then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, clothed in his righteousness alone, redeemed to stand before the throne. 
On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Go in peace with Christ beside you. Thanks be to God. And thank you for joining me for this time of worship. I hope you have a good rest of this day and a blessed week ahead.